Today's Show Slam Wrestling Report podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to another Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And today is a special mm. day because uh, I have my WWE guy from Tampa, good old JM from the JM Report, who's going gonna to be talking about the state of the WWE. What up, Jay? What's going on? Hey, man. How you doing? Long time no talk. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, bro. I think the last time we got together was for WrestleMania. I think we have uh, WrestleMania night one. Thanks that. Night one. Yeah, yeah, long time. Man, bro. <laughs> Things has changed in WWE since that WrestleMania night one. And, uh, definitely. And definitely, I brought you in because, I, I, you know, I already had labeled you as my WWE guy because you, <laughs> yeah, you watch the product more than I do. I mean, I watch it, but... After yeah. a while, I'm like, oh, I can't take this no more. So I watched most of the highlights. But right. let's start it off right now. Um, as far as Raw, uh, yeah. where, what what do you think Raw needs right now as far as a show? Because SmackDown is doing way better than them. Even though it's almost kind of similar to SmackDown, but you like, I'd rather watch SmackDown because of Roman Reigns and the Tribal <coughs> Chief storyline. Compared to right. the raw, so what's your what's your take about about raw? What what isn't my take? More <laughs> but um, well, as you know, as everyone knows, they recently changed locations. Now they're at the Tampa kind of field, uh, baseball stadium, and you wouldn't know unless you read that up. And they they don't even acknowledge where they are, other than oh, welcome to the Thunderdome. I couldn't tell the difference from one week to another, and. As of the last pay-per-view they've had, TLC, with the, say, the, the, the burning alive of The Fiend, the one which I'm sure we'll talk to about in a minute, um, they're trying really hard. I, I think they're trying too hard. Right now, the only main guy they have is Randy Orton, who's been there, seems like, forever. Yeah. And everyone else is, uh, storyline-wise, creatively, that is, not that the talents in the ring is um, going unnoticed. But I think that the, they always have their go-to guy at this time is Randy Orton. Seth Rollins is on hiatus because he's being a father. Again, completely understandable, even though he's on SmackDown. But when he was on Raw, they practically had a gold mine there. But I think they overdid it with the Rey Mysterio storyline a bit. And at the, for a long time, and uh, I'm sure this goes across the board as well, unfortunately, how 2020 has been for everyone with the COVID nonsense. And there were people that were wanting to work and not willing to work. And if they did work, it's only for a short amount of time. Then they had how many outbreaks in NXT, hence why Raw Underground is not a thing right now. 
So they almost backed up into a corner creatively. And, of course, whatever Vince says makes air. And what you see and what you hear is what we get. And, and I'm, I, I cringe a lot. Like, the, the post-Raw after TLC, the majority of the promos were just horrible. And it was it, as if there were a bunch of little kids in the, in the playground, you know, like, like, well, your mama's too fat. Well, your mama's fatter kind of thing going back and forth. Like, what is this? You, you know what's funny? Um, yeah. They shows, uh, well, especially Raw, they shows are horrible, horrendous. But the pay-per-views are not bad. So, I mean, that's the funny part. Like, they they, they do the, uh, like, the storylines for, let's say, three or four weeks, whatever is the in-between pay-per-views. And I think they got too many pay-per-views. Um, yeah. But it's like they, 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 they drag the storylines, um, and then they give you meaningless matches that you'll be like, okay, why would they have that? The 24-7 belts got to go. That's the way I see it. And it's like when it comes to the pay-per-view, the matches have, you know, they you probably see some one, maybe one match that you saw Raw during the, the, the you know, from the time that the pay-per-view was going to happen and the Raw segment. And then that actually actual match that was seen in Raw is better in the pay-per-view than in Raw. And, and I'm like, okay, so their pay-per-views are not bad. And the last couple of pay-per-views that they had, have not been bad at all. And I can't say it's a five star matches, but right. they, they, you know, they, they would. I mean, I'll sit down and watch them. You know, so I well, don't get it. It's like, and then to top it off, they got all this talent in there, and 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 the fact that they took Drew McIntyre's belt away from him for what, by two or three weeks, and then put it back on him. What was the purpose of that? Uh, well, I guess from an insider's point of view would be like, what, Drew, Drew lost the belt? Let's find out why and tune in for the quote-unquote rematch. And, oh, he got it back. Okay, things are right with the world, so I'm going to start watching again. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so people like that. Yeah, so now now we're, told we're on the Drew McIntyre. Let's start off with the world champion. Drew McIntyre mm -hmm. has been uh, uh, not a bad champion. He's been a good champion. I think uh, – the only thing is they dragged that Randy Orton and, and, and that feud for like almost a month or where they should have ended it. I forgot what was the pay-per-view, the, the ambulance match. That should have ended yeah. there. Um, right. Now you got Drew McIntyre down there teasing a feud with him and Sheamus. Right. Um, what What would you think? If the, What would be your, your, your thoughts as far as him and Sheamus <laughs> actually having maybe a program for a couple of months? Do you think it's going to be worth it? I mean, because these guys are hard hitters. Yeah, uh, if anything, I look forward to those uh, really uh, stiff-hitting matches that they can, they can have. They can really go and just walk away with a bunch of uh, bruises and stains all over their body. And Sheamus has been there before, you know, top guy, main eventer. He won the title a couple of times here and there, especially at a, at a WrestleMania. And I've heard rumors that that's what they're going for. Maybe, maybe not, depending. Thing change it up a bit for next year's Mania. But it, it kind of goes to what I was saying before about Randy Orton. It, it, they, they're falling back to guys that were there already. You know, we've seen Sheamus at the top. Look, look at Miz. Now he's protesting about getting his money in the back uh, briefcase back. That storyline is stupid. Uh, at that part, I, I, when I heard that Monday that John Morrison was the one who gave the briefcase, he wasn't really the one. I'm like, no, right. stop, stop. <laughs> right, because they're reaching, and logically, yeah, that would make sense, but they've always, 
look at the look at the guy, uh, listen to the guys who run their own podcast, and they work for WWE, and they always they always uh, stress it that logic doesn't exist in, in in a company. Like no kidding, but yeah. yet when when they point it out, and we're like, well, wait a minute, make up your minds then. But as far as Sheamus goes, again, it's just someone else. I feel that they're falling back on as a go another go to guy. What about everybody else that they brought up? to the roster from NXT or sign up from different companies. Granted that they all want Vince cr uh, creative ideas or creations. Fine. But you know, get over yourself, but the fans would recognize and know who they are and appreciate their talents. And I'm, I'm not saying to make them all world champions in you know, the next pay-per-view or the next night or whenever they debut, but opportunities like we, we, we you know, give opportunities and blah, blah, blah. Well, I personally, I get to see that. Yeah. And and it's always just just dancing around in, in the mid cards or lower cards, opening matches or some dreadful storyline that just seem to not end. Like retribution, like really, what the hell is that now? <laughs> we we we'll be talking about that. That that that, that crossed my mind right now. Yeah. But, but going back, you know, you made a good point because you mentioned mm -hmm. Miz and you mentioned Sheamus, two guys yeah. that back in two thousand nine mm -hmm. were were either in the world title picture. I think Miz had the world title in 2009, or Sheamus, one of those. But it looks like they're going back 11 years backwards to push guys who were main event in 2009. You know what I'm saying? And you made a good right. point because, like, they're going back. It kind of reminds me what Impact was doing during the summer. They were bringing, yeah. they were bringing back, uh, I think, Eddie Edwards won the world title at one point, Eric Young. Yeah. So they were going backwards. Now, again, they got so many talent in there. Like a Heto Garza, a guy got talent, but they're not pushing him like they're supposed to. Andrade's, I mean, I, the list right. could go on and on. I mean, we don't got, we could have all day for this, but you know, um, you know, I, I think I, I'd rather have a Sheamus because Sheamus still, uh, he, I mean, he could give you a great match. I mean, you seen the Matt Riddle match and him last couple of oh. times, great matches. Um, mm -hmm. And what I don't understand is talking about that. If you could give great matches like that with Matt Riddle and Sheamus, then. Yeah. You know the Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. It's gonna be. I, th I believe it's gonna be up there in at least maybe a three and a half four star match. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. So now let's, let's, let's go to the to the factions. As you mentioned, Retribution. So mm -hmm. in Raw they have Retribution and who else? Uh, the Hurt Business. Yeah. I. This is just my opinion. I just want your thoughts on this. I, Retribution is a joke to me. They just took a bunch of NXT guys. They brought them up. Put look them. Made them look like beings. Then they figured, well, you had the the hacker with Ali. Yeah. They weren't they didn't do shit with that. So now right. let's, th let's throw Ali in the retribution, make it seem like that was the a uh, long storm storyline from February of this year, and make yeah. it look like the leader. Uh, but the her business. Do you think the her business? Because now they got almost all the titles except the world title. Do right. you think they reached their ceiling already? In a matter of probably what? How long have they been around? Two or three months? Her business, uh, for me, they're just about there. I, I think putting the tag titles, it's just to get a more notoriety. Mm. And at times, from, from, from one week to another, even I get confused. Like, wait a minute. Last week, they were heroes. Now they're acting like baby faces. And they switched it around again. Like, now they're bullying, quote-unquote, uh, people backstage about wearing other people's shirts and ripping them off. So, like, what What are you? What, what are you guys? Heels? Faces? Tweeners. I, yeah, <laughs> and, and they, they got most of the belts, which, again, uh, it's more for uh, notoriety. It's like, hey, you know, these guys are getting noticed. They got they got the tag belts. They got the U.S. belts. And I, I'm not knocking them, at all, knocking them at all. I think when they were all in singles runs, 
before they got together, that's her business. They weren't really going anywhere. And sometimes they, they do this with tag teams too, like just uh, a team of two people just put them together because they, we, we can't think of something for you creatively as a singles. Let's make a group. Let's make a faction. See how that, see how that goes. See how, like, kind of like New Day. They thought everybody, everybody thought they were going to be the, the new version of the nation coming out in suits and uh, protesting and uh, acknowledging everything that was, that was wrong at the company at the time. From that point of view, all of a sudden they come out in rainbow colors, start dancing. A couple of years later, come out with pancakes and unicorn horns and all that. It's like that got over. Yeah, but so, I, don't, I don't think I don't think um, the hurt business. I feel like they like the the like the the, the black version of evolution. If you look, okay, at, take, take take a you know take a look at that. I mean, you got all 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 four members in there are great competitors. Because MVP, even though he's a little old, he could still bring yeah. it in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what you see in WWE is not, like, if he was to go to an independent promotion, like, let's give it a ring of honor mm-hmm. and have a match, he'll have a great match. But, you know, it's okay. the WWE way, so you got to wrestle WWE way. But they look right. good with all the belts. Well, besides mm-hmm. that MVP doesn't have a belt, but it's yeah. like it's like the black version of Evolution. So that's that's what it is because they come out with the suits. They, they I, You know, well, what is that, uh, the – the MVP lounge. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they are kind of, they're doing, they're doing what, they, I mean, what they're supposed to do, you know, be, but I understand what you're saying. One one minute they, 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 they were trying to make them as baby faced and they have you. Matter of fact, the fact that they put them against retribution, like the first couple of weeks they got together to fight against retribution and be retribution. It shows you that whoever's coming up with this idea have no clue of what they're doing. No, so not at all. I don't think so. It's again, it goes from one week to another, and I guess personally, I'm gonna go as a mutual party with them. Like, well, do do you her business? And I guess we'll figure out who you're wrestling that night, or if it's not already advertised ahead of time, you know, we'll decide whether to cheer for you or boo you, depending who you who you're going against. Right now, I mean, they're kind of at. I guess uh, uh, on standby, I guess is the best term to use because yeah. New Day's uh, New Day's taking a little break. Uh, that being Kofi and uh, Xavier for a little bit. Yeah, you you reading my mind because right now I was about to ask you <laughs> what what do you think now where New Day's going to go because they just lost the belts, right? Right. And right. so what are they going to they're going to break them up for good because they I mean there were rumors they were going to break up New Day completely. Uh, right. I mean. Even though uh, Kofi had a, a singles run, which I mean they yeah. they, they shitted on him about the way that he lost the belt. Um, oh yeah. So so right now you mentioned something about they about to take a break. I mean I, I haven't heard anything, but where you heard that? that well, oh, the timing shoots. because the timing of, of the TLC and you notice not everybody showed up on Raw and SmackDown even even though SmackDown was pre-taped. Yeah. Uh, you can tell a lot of people were already on there holiday break, mm. and most who did show up obviously. They worked, got got a nice little payout of it, and went home to celebrate Christmas. Um, I, I don't think it'll be the same for New Year's because New Year's, for some reason, is not looked at as as uh, much of a holiday as Christmas is or Hanukkah or anything like that. But they'll they'll be there for SmackDown Live next next Friday. Uh, as far as the new day goes, there you know you know Xavier got that new deal with G Four. They're bringing back the G Four Network, mm. and curious to see how that works out with events, considering how. He wants a piece of every, of every third party's income, like they did with the social media accounts. So how is they he, worked out with. Is he using his wrestling name or his real name? 
Because if he's using his real name, uh, yeah. Vince can't do shit. I heard that too, but it's one of the reasons why even uh, uh, Zelina Vega threw a tantrum because she was using her real name for for a Twitch account. Yeah, I think she I was using. Know. I forgot her name. Her last name is Trinidad. I know that, but yeah. I don't know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, even that whole thing with that third party shit, it's just just stupid. But I mean, he's gonna get his because, like I said, I, I said it in my podcast that Andrew Yang thing, uh, guy who was a former presidential runner, he's, yeah. uh, I mean, he made a big boo boo on that shit on CNN. So, I mean, yeah. right now, this man is in trouble. I just, I just read a report about the uh, XFL. Uh, I think commissioner, uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Oliver Luck, he took McMahon to yeah. court for because you know he breached a contract or whatever the fuck. Uh, they, uh, I think mm-hmm. McMahon fired him, claiming he was yeah. using the company's phone to do personal business. So uh, McMahon's about to lose twenty five million dollars next year. And I think he's losing. He's losing that one. He's losing that one. Yeah. So, but let let me end the raw part with Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt. Because when they added Bray Wyatt into Raw, um, and then they added Alexa Bliss, was a great company. I think Alexa Bliss right now, um, mm-hmm. her her Hailey Quinn slash Sister mm-hmm. Abigail uh, gimmick is was pretty keeping the the Firehouse Funhouse afloat because she's yeah. making it real good. But this on and off thing with Bray Wyatt, where one minute you're pushing him to the moon. And then you yeah. stop his momentum, then you bring yeah. him back, and now you stop his momentum again with having him lose to Randy Orton for the second time. And then the paper, the first one was at WrestleMania when they were doing all that gimmick shit on the ring with the worms and all that. Now, yeah. supposedly, he burned Bray Wyatt, which was funny. They threw a dummy with no fingers while they burned it. Uh, so. Where you think Bray Wyatt is gonna go now? Because I mean, he's done everything. The man. I mean, WWE had a chance to push this man as the new next Undertaker, you know. And now they have. That's what I was telling that the gentleman that was on Instagram, going back and forth with me. They, you know, they buried them. There's no other way. Where you gonna go with this now? You're gonna, you know, he's gonna reemerge again from God knows where and. Or, or is he going to do something with Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy brings the Willow character into WWE? Oof. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I get where you're coming from, especially when Fiend first debuted uh, almost two years ago. And he got over instantly when he debuted against Finn Balor at SummerSlam that year. And Vince immediately saw what he has there. And within that year, he had constant merchandise. When he won the, the the title for the first time, he had his own custom belt. Then then we get to you know Crown Jewel, and that and that was nonsense with Goldberg. And it's like, okay, even that's another example of going back to what they used to have. And ironically, there Goldberg is not even a Vince creation, but mm-hmm. go back to a legend or a guy who's been who hasn't been around or you know who who can who has given who has given to the business before. Let's put the belt on him just to make people happy. But that's the thing. Vince is doing what he thinks is making people happy. And I get it. Not everything has to be a happy ending. You got to give something to the bad guys, too. And have that come up and eventually when you when us as the fans come back around for the next TV show or the next pay-per-view, let's see what happens. And that's where I think storylines get drawn out for too long because it's not a, it's not a well-balanced uh, equation yeah. a lot of times. 
the fiend and on the other hand people are pointing out to his uh twitter account saying uh, metaphorically uh, he thanked randy Orton. i don't know how he just got burned alive but yet you're on twitter putting out a tweet <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> so he puts out a tweet saying thank you orton and and, and oh. as Alexa just pointed out he might come back uh in a different form or whatever so basically he used a caterpillar as a metaphor so what, whatever fiend version we saw got got burned alive that skin's gonna be shedded off and we're gonna supposedly gonna get a different form of the fiend whatever that is if he grows wings grows a tail i don't know but <laughs> the, the, that, that story's not all the way they did it had had a fiend kind of you know poked that a little bit like like okay not, not fiend but bray wyatt in his in his front house C- kind of gave a, a what if scenario well randy if i get burned alive you know, you know, this might happen, kind of thing. Like plant seeds here and there, yeah. and it's not like they're encouraged. Like, like, like the announcers who are horrible, by the way. It's not like the announcers encourage everyone. Oh, they used to, but nowadays they don't encourage people to follow so and so on Twitter or on Instagram to keep up to date what's going on with them and wow, blah blah. Yeah, they used just, yeah, that's true. Because before they will put when the wrestler will come out, they will put at Randy or at Twitter or whatever. Yeah, they don't do that no more. Yeah, you right. Were, yeah, I remember that. Right. They don't do that no yeah. more. Wow, bro, that, that's how crazy as time has passed because I, I did, I do remember they used to push all the wrestlers on Twitter or whatever, and um, yeah. but they still encourage them because if you really think about it, um, they may not put the Twitter account, whatever, follow this person, whatever, but whenever yeah. you see a WWE wrestler come out, like for example, Retribution, remember when they first started, fans were like, you know, shitting on them and then they would come back, but that's WWE sending them to do that. You know, whoever media, uh, uh, whoever runs the media in WWE, they all will answer this, say this, say that, you know? Right. So, anyway, so let me, let me, let me start with now with SmackDown. Now, I'm wondering, like, SmackDown's not a lot of things going on with the exception of the Roman Reigns, uh, that's thing going on, the Sasha Banks, um, mm-hmm. right now is hot with this Camilla thing. I think that, that must have been a one and over with. Uh, and then now Bianca Belair situation with Bailey, which I let, let's start off with that because Bianca Belair should have been the one to win the Survivor Series thing, and they instead of them putting a rocket behind her back, took her to the next level. They didn't. They had uh, Lana win the damn thing, which was disgraceful. Um, but then they had her feuding with Bailey, or Bailey lost to Natalie, and then the following Bailey beats Bianca. Did, does this make any sense to you? Because Bianca's the new girl who has it all. And, yeah. okay, I understand Bailey was the longest woman SmackDown champion, which to me is the, the wrestler of the year as far as women's concerned. But mm-hmm. you're going to make her lose her first match against Bailey? Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, and it's funny because I was just listening to uh, an old uh, Bruce Pritchard podcast before and arguing, bringing in a new person technically speaking, uh, even though Bianca came from NXT, and always have that, like the old tradition is always having them win their debut match against a, a big star that might have been a former champion before, and he, and he was questioning, why, why do that anymore? Like, well, if you notice, uh, the audience, one thing about the audience that has changed over the years, from, from the past generation till now, is that wins and losses do matter. And if you read a lot of the comments that they post when when WWE says something on social media, but yeah, but he he or she lost this fight, and now basically what they're saying is that they have no confidence. They they have no reason to stand behind 
such a person if they lost their first fight after so much hype was behind it or they had like a video package for it or like oh so and so is coming from nxt and they were a big fish in a little pond there coming to the main roster and now like what happened and just look at the past couple of years if anyone has come up from NXT. Again, I'm not saying to put the titles on them right away, but keep them relevant to some point. Maybe at the mid-level card, more or less, peaking at the high, at the main event level, keeping them relevant, not have, have them poke or tease the fact that they, they want a title shot or whatever. But, I mean, for, for a long time, back, we'll go back a little bit further, when, when Rocky debuted, Everybody shitted on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was old, I, yeah. Even me, I shitted on him. <laughs> right. Right. It, it took him to break away. And so so he came back after his uh, uh, injury back in the 90s, joined the nation. He, he wasn't main event. Wasn't he barely mid-level? But he, he was making a lot of noise. You're talking all that trash, bringing, talking down on people on his promos. And it took a while for the audience. Like, wow, he's talking a lot of shit. Let's see if he backs it up in the ring. And he did. Then he got to be uh, the Intercontinental Champion, and, uh, Tag Team Champion, so on and so forth. Look at him now. The crazy part is, I see what you're saying, because you do... Uh, uh, the way they did with Bianca Belair, they did the the uh, the video package showing her that she is the whatever they call her. Um, and But what I don't understand is, is if... If you're gonna go in the first match she had with any of your high level superstar, have them lose, and like you said, you got you want to keep them re- relevant. You know what I'm saying? It's like they like killing momentum. I don't understand that. Like if the person is, was in NXT, anybody that comes from NXT, you know for a fact that when they come to to the main roster, they're gonna get killed. They don't yeah. want them to bring that momentum. They went down there, and bring it up and then just like that momentum takes over the whole roster, the regular roster. So right. what I'm looking at is Vince McMahon loves killing momentum. It's like he caters to the same people. He caters, especially with the women's division, he caters to the Becky Lynch and the Charlottes. I mean, I'm surprised that he hasn't, you know, uh, shitted on, well, he has shitted on Sasha a couple of times. That's why I'm surprised he's still got the belt. Um, right. But it's like he loves pushing all these blonde chicks and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you have Amber Moon, who ha- he had her for a while in the main roster. Then he didn't like her. I, I don't know. It's like they got so mm-hmm. much talent, and sometimes we can't blame the wrestlers. The wrestlers, no. are, the wrestlers are going to go and they're going to do what they tell them to do. Look, I want you to go to this match. The match is going to last five minutes. So the wrestlers are going to do what they're supposed to do in five minutes. So a lot of people like to 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 shit on the wrestlers, but you have to shit on Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon and their writers because. This is the ideas they come with. And then when I heard that, that Bianca Belair lost to Bailey in her first match, I'm like, please tell me that you just made her lose in SmackDown and you report it again in a pay-per-view. Right. It, make, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, See how, how how the term they use to, to protect them, them, them being the, the main eventers, uh, and, the, and the visual of seeing, the, the, from the fans' point of view, the visual of seeing them being pinned one, two, three, Okay, you, I mean, and and they always make up the rules as they go. If you if you don't, if you don't want to see your top person get pinned, okay, fine. You, you do know you have the 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 count out rule, the, the DQ rule. Yeah, exactly. You know, they still say face. You don't see them get pinned or, or submit, which apparently to a lot of people is a big deal. Are oh, you tapped out to that person? Why should we get behind you now? So, you know, obviously they take their wrestling very seriously. The fans, that is, and 
They don't protect them at all. They don't. It's like, and and then the thing is, then um, once they see that the fans are not behind, let's say, for example, Bianca Belair loses to Bailey by pinfall. Now that momentum that she had with all these fans, now nobody's talking about, oh, well, I don't like her. She's no good. But you just kill her momentum. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how are you going to push somebody who got no momentum? And speaking of momentum, right. um, last night I, I know that Big E won the uh, Intercontinental title. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on that because I know they were supposed to push him. Like, I think once they uh, – I think New Day got – I remember when was the draft or when they got drafted. He should have had yeah. that belt way before last night. He should have had that a long time ago. But it looked like they 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 stop his momentum for a minute there, for no yeah. apparent reason, and then now is that they gave him the title. Your thoughts? Uh, as far as the Intercontinental title in general goes, I think when Sami Zayn came back, who apparently didn't want to work during the uh, the pandemic, which is fine, I understand well, that. Right, was, rightly so, rightly so, because that right when he left, then after that they had a bunch of cluster of that in the, in the performance center. Right. Right, and I think during that time, Sammy would have done very well as a heel champion after Mania. But again, uh, for very understandable reasons why he didn't want to stick around. But when he came back and kind of copy-paste repeat with the whole Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels bit from WrestleMania 10, who's a real champion and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you know what? Give him credit. At least it wasn't a ladder match that ended it. But Wasn't it a ladder I, match? Didn't they had a, was it, wasn't it a no. AJ Styles? Well then, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, that, that that happened. But I'm talking about for last night for Big E. That, that oh, was yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. It was, it was lumberjack match, and um, yeah, I, I think the draft was back in October, and when they broke him up, I was like, okay, well, I would assume back then I was hoping that they'll have some plans for Big E, because uh, Kofi and Xavier at the time left as tag team champions. So what w- does that leave Big E? Yeah, the, but the, more- yeah the pl- I'm sorry. The plan was for that. That's the reason they broke him up. They they were looking right. at Big E to push him as the next, you know, like the next big star at SmackDown. Right, because they they, they really don't have too many, if yeah. at all. And Big E's been around for a while. He was a, he was a champion before, tag mm-hmm. team champion several times, obviously. And yeah, and, and someone out there's probably saying, oh, well, you're basically going against what I said earlier about going back to a previous person. Yeah, but how, compared to Sheamus and Goldberg, anyone else that I mentioned that they go back to, Randy Orton, how many times was Big E in the big event? How many times did he did he, pay, uh, did he made him in a pay-per-view or no, much less a run? None, none. Since I've been following him, he's always been like Mick Cart. Or, or, right. or ben, well, Mick Cart, when he first started, because I remember he came out as AJ, uh, AJ Lee's bodyguard when he first right. came. He won the Intercontinental Champion. Then... That's when he started teaming up with uh, Kofi and I forgot the other guy's name, um, and, and became the New Day. Other than that, right. he's never he's never main evented no WrestleMania, no no pay per views. I don't ever see him ever main event any pay per view. Right, and, and and it wasn't until recent years they were doing a lot of quote unquote the first ever this, first ever that, and they had the first ever tag team Hell in the Cell, the ta- first ever tag team Elimination Chambers. And Biggie was a part of that, among other guys. But looking looking back to see who, who came out on top as far as longevity and where they are now, yeah, it's definitely Biggie. He's been busting his ass. He's had injuries along the way, but he was there. He's he's always been there. I don't think he's ever said no to any uh, creative plan they've had for him. And there've been a there've been a few downs, but other than that, I, I think Biggie deserves 
I guess, a reward, so to speak, for lack of a better term, and him becoming you know, the, the Intercontinental Champion last night in a, in a lumberjack match. This, the, the, the icing of the of, of the cake for me has been a long time coming, and I don't think no one else at that at this point in time on that roster of SmackDown deserves it better. And and the, and the crazy thing is, the first person he I think they I, they're not sure if he's going to be a. Uh, if he's going to defend the t- belt next week right away or it's going to be just a regular match, but they're already putting him with Barrett Corbin. Barrett Corbin has given been given so many opportunities, which I think, you know, this is a guy who, who who's a WWE shield. He protects the company. He's a company man. And, yeah. you know, you know how it is. These guys who do, you know, go on Twitter and, and, and is a company person, they're going to get the get given a bunch of opportunities. I You know, instead of them – already giving a title shot to Barry Corbett and this is just go and have like a, I don't know, a, 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 a number one contender gauntlet match or whatever to see who's the next person who gets the title shot. and they're already giving it to Barry Corbett. So, I don't know, bro, but let's talk right. about the man right now who's making SmackDown relevant and which I would never, never even thought in my wildest dream that I would be like, yo, I like him a lot and that's Roman Reigns. Right. This whole tribal chief right now um, is so good. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. people are like, oh, but he's treating U- uh, Jay Uso like shit. But that's the whole point. That's what it's supposed right. to do. Because now, here's the man right now who's probably the reason why SmackDown right now is, is getting a, a two or two point something every week and is making it better than Raw. And now I'm yeah. hearing they're going to put him in the ring with Goldberg. Um mm-hmm. Do you think WWE is that crazy to have Goldberg beat Roman Reigns and then Roman Reigns gets the title back? Notwithstanding what you said, but what I'm hoping for goes as far as uh, including Goldberg in the picture, whether that's at Royal Rumble or whenever, the fact that they're bringing him back again and supposedly Goldberg has another year or so left yeah, on his he got like another three matches, something that I heard. Yeah, so I guess he's cashing in one of them now with Roman Reigns. Again, this is just rumor. And I know even Goldberg took a shot at this on Twitter about, you know, whose spear is better and whatnot. And if anyone saw the recent, what was that, uh, Chronicle Goldberg episode, he, he even touched base on that as well on the, on the network, which, which I thought was interesting. But, um,. I would hope that the only reason to bring him back Goldberg and putting him back in the title picture with Roman Reigns is to have Goldberg put over R- Roman Reigns as the new top guy, or, or in his case, the top dog. And right now, and that, right now, besides Goldberg, right now, because I know Roman Reigns just beat Kevin Owens uh, right. last this this past weekend. Who else is in there that you could say that besides Big E? Because just Big E just won the belt. Right. Besides Big E, besides Kevin Owens, who in there could give? Roman Reigns will run for the money because I'm hearing and I'm reading through the through the internet that Daniel Bryan may be the guy who may wrestle Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. I could see that, yeah. Uh, and Daniel Bryan was another person that was in and out during uh, the pandemic. And he was, I, I believe his, one of, his child was born this year as well. Yeah, his second yeah, child. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, understandable, so I'm not holding that against him. Um... There, there aren't too many guys. Brian, yeah, I could see the, the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns at Mania 
or if the plan is to keep Roman going for a while to be that dominant champion that no one can beat. And uh, another another rumor was bringing back The Rock for Mania, but that's unclear. No, The everything... Rock already know. The Rock said that he is not doing it next year. He wants to do it 2022. Well, there you go. And plus, his schedule was completely uh, scrambled because of the pandemic, uh, his uh, you know productions and all that during the year. So that could have pushed it back out tremendously. So, you know, no blame there at all. But Brian, he's been there before. Uh, he took time off as well from, from his uh, first child being born. And it seems to be a pattern there. <laughs> all the top guys, family man, take the time off. I, I don't necessarily say momentum in that uh they come back just as popular and because you were gone for so long and the fans miss you and see what, where they're going to put you sometimes sometimes they do that swerve they leave as a face but they turn heel once they come back but for brian to overcome the uh the tribal leader and mania yeah that, that'll be uh, a, a huge stepping stone on his part and also give something for reigns to do afterwards to chase back for the title and maybe even just destroy brian in the process yeah. and Bring in the next guy, whomever they decide to uh, develop. Yeah. So, so we're gonna close this out with this last question. Overall, what do you yeah. see WWE at 2021 being that they still have Bruce Pritchard? You still got old ass Vince McMahon with his, you know, his, <laughs> you know, his he, his mindset is never gonna change. So people could complain about him. He he doesn't care right now. He doesn't care about making fans happy. He making all he cares about making money. Do yeah. you think Bruce Pritchard will last the next following? Would you think you think he's going to last to 2020, uh, 2022? Because there's a lot of frustrated WWE uh, Raw stars with him, uh, mostly Raw yeah. stars that are pissed off. Uh, do you think he will be there and would WWE uh, be more, uh, how to say that, more competitive as far as, you know, because AEW is hot on their heels. You know, the only thing that's blocking them is NXT. Uh, do you think that they'll bring better matches, better storylines for 2021? Or will it still be the same thing? Well, uh, I want to hold it to bring something better to the table. Again, 2020 has not been a great year for everybody, especially if you're a business owner. I know the plan is to try to get fans back into the arena, into the stadiums and whatnot. I believe the the plan is for now, as far as Vince McMahon goes, they want to see how the Super Bowl does, even though the Rumble comes to be right before it. But as far as Mania goes, they want to see how the, how the Super Bowl performs um, over here at Raymond James Stadium, uh, audience-wise. And that will be, the, uh, I guess, the blueprint to see what they can do bringing in fans from Mania back to Tampa. Uh, there's no official word, at least not out here, that Mania's coming back to Tampa away from California for next uh next year's uh, 2021 WrestleMania, and to go from there. And the idea to bring in more fans, of course, obviously brings in more revenue. And, yeah, it's a, it's a business to make money. And you make money to have more shows, and you do it all over again as, you know, week in, week out for the whole year. As far as Bruce, Pritch Bruce Pritchard goes, honestly, and listening to his podcast the past, well, since his debut now, what, three, four years ago, it's becoming... He's been to me, and you can argue with me all you want. Uh, he's, he's becoming more and more of a company man, even though it was a huge portion of that run. He wasn't working for them before he got rehired. And I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, he's kissing up, he's brown nosing. No, he may or may not be. But the fact that he always has a 
like a like a PC or a corporate response for every single question you would ask him. And his argument always is, "Oh, were you there? Were you in that room?" Or I go, so so then you go ahead and run a multi-million dollar wrestling company, put on the show, and see how that goes for you, and blah blah blah. It's so easy to say when you know that's what's happening for you. You know, Tony Khan, who's 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 a you know basically in charge and owns AEW. Yeah, he he has the financial resources to uh, bring in and and hire and and have all the wrestlers that he has on that roster happy, but. You, you don't see him trying to run a monopoly and, and push out other people like when they try to do for uh, New Japan, when they try to have their GW, not GW, their G1 show in, in the Garden a couple of years ago during Mania Weekend. And thankfully, MSG officials, uh, you know, had clear heads like, wait a minute, you know, Vince, you don't own the Garden. If they want to have a yeah. show, let's have them have a show. You know, what's it to you? But New Japan, New Japan's lawyers got involved in that because yeah. uh, it was really Ring of Honor. And they had a G1 supercar, and yeah. McMahon tried to be a bully. And New Japan was, oh, you want to be a bully? Let's throw our lawyers in there. So, right. And they backed off. So, but, well, you know, um, I mean, to wrap it up, all I can say is as long as Bruce Pritchard is there and his mindset uh, and what he thinks is a wrestler, a uh, good wrestler or not. So, like I said on my podcast this past Thursday, I said, Bruce Pritchard don't know anything about wrestlers being inside a ring. He know he's, you know, he could write a story or whatever. But you don't know mm-hmm. the bumps and all the other stuff that these guys take for you to say, oh, he's a good wrestler, he's not a good wrestler. And, I mean, to me, uh, my opinion, Bruce Pritchard's got to go. And Vince McMahon has to give the reins to Triple H. If Triple H takes over uh, SmackDown and Raw, you're going to see a whole different a whole different balking. But as long as the old man still has it and Bruce Pritchard is you know, second, you know, second in command, um, yeah. uh, they're still gonna have the same thing, and they, I mean, they, they, the way I look at it, WWE when they do that, this is what I'm saying. When they do their pay per views, oh my God, their pay per views are good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you may have a couple of matches that you know are not good, but it's decent. You stay, but then when you watch Raw and you be like, okay, what am I watching here? It's mostly Raw. That's their flagship. So I don't understand yeah. like your flagship show is 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 barely making a, a, a 1.5. You know, viewers right. on Monday. You know, oh, right. not, you're gonna come and say, "Oh, Monday Night Football, whatever." But come on, this has been going on before Monday Night Football, before the NFL came back. So, right. Anyway, but hey, Jay, thanks for coming in, bro. You know, you're always welcome. You're a friend of the podcast, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. You know, um, let's see what happens. I mean, because this WWE stuff is, I don't know, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and at least we both agree on certain things. Because every time I came asked a question. <laughs> You were like, oh, yeah. oh well, deep sigh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but but let everybody no, know where they can find you on your yeah. social media um, and all that stuff. Yeah, I just uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter at Good Old JM. And follow me. Uh, I post uh, daily reports, and I, I am having uh, difficulties now. But I'll eventually get back my uh, my my JM Report podcast back on air. It's been a hiatus for a little bit, but that's definitely uh, something in the works. And, yeah, th- thank you for having me. It's, it's always nice to talk to someone who uh, appreciates and, uh, would, uh, you know, discuss slash argue what's been going on, in at least in WWE's world, and put it out there for everyone else to know what we feel about it. And, yeah, I, I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, uh, yeah I, pre- hey, I appreciate you coming to my show, man. We need to get you back doing your JM Report podcast, man, because I miss it. 
You know, and guys, <laughs> check it out. Go to his go to his YouTube page at the JM Report. I mean, he has other episodes there, even though he hasn't posted anything in the last couple of months. But go support him. Support his Facebook, Instagram. Do you you got a Twitter also? I know I can find you in Twitter. Yeah, he, that's he's, yeah, he's on Twitter also. So go support him, man, and give him love. And again, everybody, check out the Chokesland Wrestling Report at all the audio podcasts that uh, you can find me. I'm everywhere, so I'm not even gonna go and do all that. So Jay, have, it's a pleasure, bro. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Stay safe. Likewise, man. Take care. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition fitness goal. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about the ingredients. That way you know exactly what's going into your body. No additives means your body gets what it needs. And I suggest you checking out the natural pre-workout supplement. So if you guys go into the gym early in the morning, you take the pre-workout supplement, it's going to give you all the energy in the world. It's going to make you um, perform to an athletic performance, design and enhance athletic performance. So with that being said, right now you could get 10% off your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code P-O-D-P-O-D. That's 10% off using the code P-O-D for first-time customers. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. So there you have it, guys. I had my boy J.M., good old J.M. from the J.M. Report, come through my podcast and talk about the state of the WWE and where it's going to go 2021. So now I'm going to have what I promised everybody uh, um, during the week and is the awards the chokesland wrestling report awards for wrestler of the year um you name it everything um that you guys wanted to hear so the categories are as follow i have wrestler of the year woman wrestler of the year tag team of the year most improved wrestler of the year breakout wrestler of the year match of the year and tag team match of the year so uh, those are the categories. It's not a lot. I mean, I won't put uh, manager of the year because I, they don't have managers anymore. Um, and rookie of the year. I mean, that could have been anybody. So that I, I, I uh, that those are the two categories that are not there today. So th- this is the Chokeslam Wrestling Report Awards. So tag team match of the year goes to Young Bucks versus. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and Revolution this past February. I've seen a lot of tag team matches that were good, but nothing tops that match between the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega at Revolution. That match, I think, was the first match of the card. If I'm if I'm not, I could be wrong, but that match topped it off. I mean, there at that time, they were teasing of a um, Hangman Page turning heel during that match. These tag teams went back and forth. They, I mean, they tore the house down in that match. Um, but um, you know, um, so they get the awards. The Young Bucks right now at, at this present moment are the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Omega and Hangman broke up right after they lost the belts to FTR at All Out. And now they uh, they separate ways. 
Omega became the AEW World Champion after defeating John Moxley at what's is coming this past uh, well a couple of weeks ago, and now he's about to take it to another level, which I call the Infinity Gauntlet, because he showed up at Impact with the AEW World Title, and him and the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson will team up. This coming January at Hard to Kill to face Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. We're going to go now for match of the year. Match of the year goes to Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT world title. Or is it a world title? But that match was a match that was set up after they had the, I believe it was the Iron Man match between Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, uh, Cole and Balor in that match and it turned out it was a tie between Balor and Cole and that was a match which it was a Bullet Club face-off. Even though they're not Bullet Club anymore, but it was a Bullet Club face-off um, and this match was great. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything but on a Tuesday night which I think that was the the um, I think the the straw that broke the camel's back when Impact probably said, oh, these guys are coming on Tuesday, putting a spectacular match, NXT, and now they're stealing our fans. That's the way I see it. So, I'm sorry, I'm drinking a little bit of water. Throw it's parched. But I think that was the, um, I think that was the the straw that broke, uh, broke the camel's back and Impact decided that they were going to work with AEW after that situation. So, um, Finn Balor and the Adam Cole match was something that I could sit down and watch this match over again. This match was great. Um, This was a match that um, took Finn Balor and Adam Cole to the limit and... It was a great match. It was an awesome match. You can't ask for anything better than that. And, um, I mean, so they get to win match of the year. Yep, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, but there was other matches, whatever. Listen, I, I know that uh, Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles match at SmackDown was good, but nothing tops him. This is just my opinion, and this is the words I'm giving because I feel that, um, you know, this this was a great match. This is a match I, I, I could Sit down and watch all the matches that I previously recorded and uh, this year, and this match is on top of my head. Finn Balor versus uh, Adam Cole for the NXT title. Breakout wrestle of the year, and yes, people are going to be like looking at me like I got three heads. But uh, from January to September, to me, there was no one out there that I was like, "Yo, this is going to be the future guy." Whatever. On to I went to New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, New Japan Strong. When I saw a gentleman by the name of Danny Limelight Rivera, to this day, I still follow this man. This man has been in my podcast several times. He's a friend of the podcast. And him and Papo Esco are the United Wrestling Network Tag Team Champions. Uh, and, you know, the Bodega, which I'm supporting them. I bought their shirts. Get get, get their shirt at the Pro Wrestling Tees, the Bodega, Danny, Danny Limelight um, store, and Pro Wrestling Tees. But this guy is getting better and better every single week. Every single week. Okay? He's now an AEW dark. He had the probably one of the greatest matches I've seen 
at his his career between him and Ray Phoenix this past Tuesday at AEW Dark. Before that, he had a uh, wrestling match in New Japan Strong against Chase Owen from the Bullet Club. And that match was great. This one topped it. Daddy Limelight is going to be making noise, along with Papo Esco, along with J.R. Kratos, along with Thunder Rosa. These people are going to be making noise in 2021. And to me, Daddy Limelight gets breakout wrestler of the year. Nobody knew nothing about this guy until he showed up at New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the funny thing, he's been in the business for six years. And when he made his debut in New Japan Strong, and I saw him, I'm like, hmm. And then every week he shows you that he is the man. And he's going to have another match that's coming up this Tuesday against Matt Seidel, a second match. This guy, Tony Khan, give this guy a damn contract already. Enough is enough. Um, then we got most improved wrestler of the year. And, I mean, this guy is not an AEW. This guy is not in WWE. He's not a Ring of Honor. He's not in New Japan. He's in a promotion that a lot of people do not put, pay attention, and that's Major League Wrestling. And I'm talking about Alexander Hammerstone, the MLW National Champion. This guy has gone to Japan. He has gone everywhere. He's dominated a competition in MLW. Um, he's about to have a big feud with Joseph Fatu, the MLW World Champion, um, probably starting in 2021. Hammerstone, who was part of the dynasty along with MJF and uh, Rich, uh, I forgot his last name, Rich, Richard Holiday. Of the dynasty, not the dynasty, I don't think they're no longer a faction, if I'm correct. But this guy has improved, and he is jacked. This guy is it's like six foot five, probably six foot four, jacked. And a lot of people are not paying attention to this guy. This guy could be big. And MLW, they're smart. They keep this guy around. He's going to be the future world champion, MLW. So a lot of people are like saying, oh, but you're not talking about MLW. I mean, you're not talking about WWE, AEW. You're not giving. No. Because like I said before, this podcast is not just about WWE. It's about all promotions. So I watch every promotion there is. I wish I could watch all of them. I wish I could watch Championship Hollywood from California, but I don't get no access to that. Ring of Honor right now, they were closed down for so many months. that I, I cannot give no awards to any of those guys in, in that promotion because they just recently opened. You know what I'm saying? So I can't give them anything. NWA, the same thing. Even though Nick Aldis is still the NWA World Champion, He's not going to get an award because I barely saw him wrestle. I think he wrestled once this this year against Mike Bennett and whatnot. So you can't, you know, I'm sorry if you want one of your promo- got favorite promotion guys to win. But that's not going to happen because I'm going along with what I see. Um, tag team of the year. And that is Hangman Page and Kenny Omega because they held the belt for seven months. Yeah, we could go and say, oh, but there's more tag teams. Uh, um, Impact got tag team division. I mean, we could give it to the North. But uh, the North, look, I got mad respect for the North. The North was, the, I think, probably the, behind second, behind uh, Omega and Page. But their division in Impact is not as stacked as AEW. AEW is stacked with a bunch of uh, tag teams. And you got best friends. You have they they had the FTR to FTR finally dethroned. You had the Young Bucks. You had uh, who else is in there? Um, and the tag team, the party, the party. You got a bunch of tag teams in there that you know Omega and Page were able to defeat. It wasn't until they ran into um, FT FTR. 
And FTR was a team that knocked them down. So Omega and Page, they worked together so great. And, you know, I had to do what I had to do because it is what it is. So, um, but we'll see. But they're the tag team of the year, and that's, you know, that's what we have. We'll be right back after this. Today's Chokeslam Wrestling Report episode is presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfast, and snack. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste, just globally inspired restaurant quality plant-based meal. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering the code PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30 for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. Welcome back to the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, as you guys know, Chokesland Wrestling Report has partnered with Fanatics, and Fanatics is your one-stop shop to your sports apparel right now fanatics has a 70 70 off on any uh, uh purchase of any apparel or anything you purchase from fanatic also if you buy anything for a hundred dollars you could use the use code 99 ship and you'll get a uh pretty much a discount also they have the undertakers um limited limited Authentic signature 16 by 20 um, in the Fanatics. So you got any, any of my wrestling fans could go in there and check it out. Uh, and get it for, for, for someone for the holidays. You know, if you didn't get a chance to get them a Christmas gift. So this is your opportunity. Also, we partner with Fubo, Fubo TV. And we're right now teaming up with them as football tv brings you 100 plus channels including nbc cbs fox abc espn and more without the hassle of cable contracts um, so if you guys are tired of the cable company charging you too much for cable go to football tv click on my link tree on my bio on my chokesland wrestling report twitter page and in there you'll be able to click on the fanatics link and the football tv and check it out click it so you can see it again fanatics your one-stop shop for sports apparel and football tv where you can get your seven free seven day free trial now so so let's continue on with this um chokeland wrestling report year in award uh right now we're going to go to the woman of the year Wrestler of the Year, Woman Wrestler of the Year goes to Bailey. Uh, Bailey held the SmackDown Women's title for a very long time, for most of the 2020 year. And besides the pandemic or whatever, she had some great matches. Uh, she held the belt. I like her whole uh, heel persona. Uh, and her and Sasha Banks had some great matches this year. It wasn't until Sasha Banks finally defeated her. I think it was Hell in the Cell. And she was able to take away the belt from Bailey. And now Bailey is about to stop feeding Bianca Belair. Um, but Bailey dominated most of 2020 with her, you know, the way she wrestled. I mean, right now, as far as the woman um, is concerned, uh, 
right now, Thunder Rosa is one that I'd say it would have came in second because of her winning the NWA title, but the, the pandemic slowed that down. Um, you got Sheeta. Sheeta is still the champion. I mean, she has had the belt since, I think, in May. So, but Bailey, the WWE, uh, you know, did what they had to do to make sure that Bailey was the woman who held the longest. He's a Grand Slam champion. She's the longest SmackDown champion. And um, she wins this. She deserves it. So Bailey is your woman wrestler of the year. Wrestler of the year does not go to an AEW, a WWE, MLW, Ring of Honor, NWN. It doesn't go to any of those people. It goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, IWGP World, and IWGP Intercontinental Champion to the Suda. Tetsuya Naido, he gets wrestler of the year. And the reason I gave him that was because he pretty much dominated the um, the year as far as the champion. But even though there was a pandemic, but when he returned, yes, he lost the belt to Evil at the uh, on Dominion, but regained it back at some struggle, and he still holds that belt. He went to the G1 Climax and put in almost 35 to 40 minutes a match in the G1 Climax, Okay. He only lost two matches, one to Evil and I think one to Yano. That's it. And, then he, you know, he had an A and 2 record for a guy to put in 40 to 35 minutes a match. You know, it's crazy. And you don't see that no more. Wrestlers don't do that anymore. So, Naido gets Wrestler of the Year to my knowledge, and no one can argue with me about that. John Moxley could have came in second because Moxley did wrestle uh, as, you know, a lot of his matches with, um, how do you call it? With big guys during the pandemic in AEW, I could go with Adam Cole, but Adam Cole lost the belt to, uh, I think, to, uh, it was to Keith Lee when he lost the belt. He was another guy who dominated uh, from January to April as the world champion. But Naido, you cannot, no one could put that type of performance that Naido did this year. Once New Japan opened up, he was the one who won the belt back. Then he put himself to the G1 Climax, the brutal G1 Climax tournament, and he gets to win Wrestler of the Year. So with that, guys, that is it for this um, podcast. I hope you enjoy. Remember, I have a yeah. This was something that you know um, has been. I, I have fun doing this, um, especially with the interview and all that stuff. So, uh, but enjoy it again. You can find me in Facebook. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and the Chokeslam Wrestling Report also has a YouTube channel. So if you guys can find me, you go in there to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel. I will be having a year-end award, or not a year-end, uh, year-end state of the wrestling, probably Friday, uh, New Year's Day. So be alert for that. So until then, guys, be safe. Stay six feet apart. Wear that mask. And I hope you enjoyed my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, any audio podcast you like to listen to again thank you very much happy new year and i hope to hear from you guys soon till then later